Thank you for tuning in to the Market Week in Review for the week ending in February 16th. I'm your host, McKenna Painter. Back with us again, two weeks in a row, investment strategy analyst, Fei Chen Lin. Today's topics for the agenda are the U.S. Consumer Price Index, U.K. inflation. All right, first topic, Fei Chen, the Fed implications of the U.S. Consumer Price Index. Give me your thoughts. Sure, McKenna. So going to the inflation reading this past Tuesday, Many observers were expecting that core inflation rates would continue to moderate. And it's true that the Fed has made a great deal of progress on bringing inflation rates back down. But one of the things that we've been emphasizing is that the path towards bringing inflation back down to 2% isn't necessarily going to be a linear one. It's going to be a path that could have twists and turns involved. And that's what we saw with this core CPI report. So we saw a core CPI rate come in at about 3.9% year over year, which was the same rate of increase in December. So in other words, core inflation rates didn't moderate further. They held at 3.9% year over year. And much of that miss was due to airfare and transportation, which tend to be, in our opinion, items that are a little bit more volatile and don't give us as much information about the path of future inflation rates. The other area where inflation was a little bit on the sticky side was in owner's equivalent rent. But one of the things we know is that there's a very well-documented lag between when market rent prices are falling versus when that gets fed into the CPI rent component. And so over time, we would expect that rent costs will continue to moderate, and we expect that core inflation rates over time will moderate. But once again, that path isn't necessarily going to be a linear or consistent one. And when you were in an environment where the markets were already somewhat overbought, you know, markets didn't react kindly to that CPI being hotter than expected, even if it was only a touch hotter than expectation. So markets sold off sharply in the aftermath of that CPI reading. They've since recovered a little bit. But what it does tell us is that one of the implications of a Federal Reserve that's very data dependent means that when we do get economic data, it can sometimes cause a little bit more volatility in the equity markets and also in the fixed income markets. Now, it's interesting when you mentioned Fed implications because in the aftermath of that core CPI report, some people were wondering, well, does that mean the Fed has to push out the timing of the rate cuts even further? You know, going into the report, a lot of people were thinking, okay, the Fed might not cut in March. Powell was basically taking that off the table. But the Fed could potentially cut rates in May. From our perspective, we would not rule out the possibility of a May rate cut just yet, just because of a single hot CPI report. Because again, it's more about the consistent trend rather than one reading. And when you look at the progress that the Fed has made to date, they've definitely made quite a bit of progress so far. So we think that it's still very well possible that the Federal Reserve could make their rate cut in May. But it is going to be data dependent. And speaking of data, the other key data we got this week was retail sales data in the U.S. And retail sales missed by quite a bit. Retail sales fell by more than what analysts were expecting. And so that's a signal that paints a bit of an opposite message to what you see in CPI and what you saw in the hot jobs report from earlier this month, where maybe the economy isn't necessarily as resilient as people expect it to be. So when we talk about the U.S. economy, it's a really tough thing to analyze because there's so many different indicators, and not all of these indicators are sending us the same message. And that's why when we talk about where we think the U.S. economy is headed, 
we've taken down our estimate of recession risk from 55% down to about 40% now is our estimate of year ahead recession risk. But 40% is still elevated. And the reason why we have it at 40% is because we think there are still risks remaining, right? And I think when you look at the soft retail sales number, it's a good reminder that the economy is something that's hard to analyze right now. There's a lot of macroeconomic uncertainty and it could very well be the case that even if some of the data points like the job creation numbers are strong now, that strength could moderate throughout the course of the year. And so once again, you know, we, we would caution investors that there are still some risks remaining. Investors should not be panicked, but at the same time, we also want investors to make sure they don't get overly excited and overly optimistic too early. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do agree. Numbers don't lie. Um, all right. Well, let's get to our second topic for today. UK inflation. What are we seeing over there? So in the UK inflation rates, the good news is that core inflation rates are moderating in the UK from the previous month. The bad news, though, is that the core inflation rate in the UK is just over 5%. Their inflation target, similar to that of the US, is around 2%, and 5 is greater than 2 So they still have more work to do before they can bring inflation rates fully back down to target. The other challenge is, even though we've seen a lot of resilience in the U.S. economy, that hasn't necessarily been the case globally. When we look at the growth data in the U.K., their GDP numbers came out this week, and what we saw was that GDP contracted in the most recent quarter. So we've now seen two quarters in a row where GDP has been contracting in the U.K., and that does meet the definition of a technical recession even though that GDP contraction was only a very minor one. Now, from our perspective, you know, the Bank of England wants to make sure they bring inflation back down to target. They do recognize that doing so might cause some pain for the UK economy, but I think they're still very much committed to making sure inflation goes back down towards that 2% target over time. But what this tells us is that you know, with the softness you're seeing in the UK economy, with inflation rates continuing their trend of moderation in the UK, interest rates in the UK have likely peaked, and later this year, the Bank of England will likely be in a position to cut interest rates. Precisely when this year will, again, depend on the economic outlook, right? A lot of these central banks, be it the US, be it the Bank of England, be it the Bank of Canada, they've all said that they're going to be data dependent. In fact, I remember Tiff Macklem last week was asked, when is the Bank of Canada going to cut interest rates? And he said, on verra, we will see. And I think that's the right approach, right? We will see. We as investors will see. We as consumers will see. This will all be data dependent. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bei Chen. As always, very insightful. Thank you all for tuning in to the Market Week in Review. We'll see you next time.